0: Welcome to the Pardon My Art podcast, your window into the world of contemporary art and its creators with me, your host, Oscar Castro. This show is all about the artist. Our podcast features creatives doing amazing things in the art world and across a wide range of artistic mediums to help inspire other artists to reach their full creative potential. Today's guest is Petrova, a self-taught artist born and raised in New York City with Puerto Rican roots now based in Orlando, Florida. For the past three years, Petrova has dedicated herself to painting and creating art inspired by space and everything cosmic. Her art is a reflection of her deep connection to the universe and her desire to bring a piece of it into people's homes. Petrova believes that space art is a constant reminder of our interconnectedness as humans and our interconnectedness with the universe. Her imaginative and inspired pieces serve as self-portraits of our past, present, and infinite future. Let's dive into the conversation. Welcome Petrova to the Pardon My Art podcast. How are you today?
1: Hi, thank you. I'm great. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad we finally made this happen. I want to start by just asking you um, the straight up question. How do you define yourself as an artist and that would include um, any specific definition like what you do as well as how you see yourself uh, in the, in the context of being an artist.
1: Yeah. um, So I think that's an ever-growing thing for me as probably is for most people. Um, Defining myself, I'd say constantly on a learning curve, um, I definitely don't feel like I have mastered anything up <laughs> to this point. <laughs> um, but I think definitely even calling myself an artist to begin with has been a little bit of a uh, just weird <laughs> for me to have that, like, title behind me. Um, I don't know if I have one good word for it. I'd say just constantly interchanging with um, different things and eager to continue learning and honing in on my craft of many different things.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, when, when last we talked, we were talking about... Your, um, your sort of evolution into being an artist who paints space art. And that was something that was compelling to me. Uh, and I think we found each other, I found you, I don't know how it works, um, but um, like your art. Probably showed up and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." And then I mm-hmm. saw another reel and I was like, "Oh, this is really cool too." And then another reel and I was like, "Wow, who is this person?" <laughs> um, because you were you you do art, or at least that facet of it, in a way that is similar to some of the art that I create. Um, so I was I was captivated by it. But um, tell me, like, from the mediums that you use or have used, how you one got into painting, and then how you got into making space art if you will
1: yeah so it's definitely been a journey right now i i primarily um work on space art space related art um i've always been some type of artistic uh ever since i was i could remember Um, I remember always sketching when I was younger, like middle school, high school kind of thing. I did a lot of sketching, um, just kind of to ease the mind, you know, being a tween, (laughs) just kind of, you know, let that angst out through drawing and things, um, I did, I was really into makeup as well. Like I did cosmetology school for a little bit. Um, I really expressed myself through makeup and my hair. Um, I probably had every color hair you can think of. (laughs) Um, and that I expressed myself a lot, um, that way. I felt it, in a artistic sense with the makeup, the hair, like the piercings and things like that for a long time. Um, kind of adulthood. I did start painting like for fun, like acrylic painting, just simple things um, like trees, landscapes, sun, like kind of things like that. Um, and then a couple years ago, which I think it's probably around the time a lot of people found their craft again, <laughs> about three years ago. Um, I just started doing crafty things again. Um, I was gifted a Cricut machine for my birthday, and um, I started like making mugs, like designing little um glass trinket, trinket uh, those little trinket things where you can put like your jewelry in, um, wine glasses, and things like that. And then it just kind of took off from there. I actually started my small business on Etsy doing mugs and things like that. Not even painting. <laughs> yeah. So then that kind of led me into um, resin work. And once I discovered right, I had no idea resin even existed and once I discovered resin I was like this is so cool like I was just enamored by the art of it and I remember locking myself in my room for like the entire weekend and I was on YouTube like the whole 48 hours <laughs> just like learning you know learning and things like that and then I finally got myself um a resin kit and I was like I just went for it and then I st- continue to do resin work and selling it through my um, website and I did that for a while and it was it went pretty good Um, and then I started incorporating painting into uh, my resin work as well uh, like acrylic pictures and things like that Um, and then I ended up getting a telescope um, one day as well and the first time I looked at the sky and finally found the moon because it's it's harder than you think (laughs) with a telescope um finally found it and I was just in awe of how detailed you can see everything like through the telescope you know you look up at at the moon and You see it's already beautiful and and illuminating. But when you see it through the telescope, it's just, it's such a completely different experience. And after that, I painted exactly what what I saw. I remember painting two moons because the first one that I saw was a half moon. And then when it was full, brought out to the telescope again and kind of did that. And that was really, really fun. And then from there, I started just picking up acrylic painting primarily um only and then um I tried doing like spacey artwork um it is harder with acrylics <laughs> it's it's possible there are so many amazing artists who like can can really capture like galaxy nebula and things like that um with acrylics not my area <laughs> i try <laughs> Um, so then I, there's a really popular space artist uh, named Kat Machin. If anyone, Katherine Machin, um, is her full name. If anyone has not seen her before, I'd highly, highly, highly recommend checking her out. Um, she makes immaculate space art. Like she can really capture the details and she creates the galaxies that are known um, to exist like Andromeda Milky Way um, things like that and then the things that she comes up with from her imagination are just amazing um, so she did a video um, one day of her painting and I followed it I watched it probably 10,000 times because she uses oils and I've always been like terrified of oil painting and um, So after that, I was like, I can do it. (laughs) I can do it. So I got myself a little oil painting kit. And then um, first couple pieces were looked really terrible. But, you know, I grew (laughs) and I learned and I just kept going from there. It's I've probably been using oils um, in September. It'll be two years since I started um, oils. And it's it's been a journey. Definitely
2: oh,
0: been a journey. I know. Yeah, I, know. I um I haven't painted with oil since probably high school. I don't think oh, I wow. did much painting at all. Honestly, um, I took art art classes. I, I was an art major when I started college. Um, i didn 't end up at, yeah, as an art major I got a whole different degree, but I started that way and i don 't remember i don 't think I had any painting classes before I left the major. Um, I had different kinds of classes but but yeah oils were it, similarly to yeah, i was daunt- it was a daunting thing and I, and i think that 's why i haven 't gone back I think part of it was like this the acrylics are easy we i think anybody yeah. who worked with them knows that it 's simple you know it's, i mean you definitely like brush strokes and knowing what brushes to use and things like that are the techniques of it but um but the medium itself, it's e- it's sort of easier to use, but you got to move quick because it dries differently, right? So,
2: right. I think
0: th- the the thing that I liked about oils was it's your ability to come back to a painting a few days later and be like, I don't like this, let me change that. Exactly.
1: Um, and you,
2: can, <laughs> you can do yes.
1: <laughs> that. Yes.
0: Um, um, you can't do that with acrylics. You can paint over stuff, but you can't really like. And then you move. see
1: the the layers and layers, which. texture is nice but sometimes you don't want to see that you don't want to see like your mistakes
2: (laughs) (laughs) coming through you know
1: um but definitely it's i'd like acrylics for more structured painting like if i'm painting something specific like Mm -hmm. you know uh, like buildings characters you know things like that Mm -hmm. i have not yet tried oils in that aspect i feel like it would be harder because i i do find it a little bit harder just getting the consistency of oils and not having too much oil where it's like messing up the whole painting like oil to paint ratio to do Mm -hmm. fine lines and things like that not there yet but
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, I'm going to probably watch a bunch of YouTube videos now just so I can refamiliarize myself. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um, you know, it's possible. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, have you tried watercolors? Like, what, have you thought about that in the context of doing your space art? I'm, I'm already imagining what that would be like if you were to
1: do yeah. watercolors. So I haven't yet. I do. I have seen a lot of videos and I see like how cool like these artists can make galaxy type art look with the watercolors um that's something definitely on my list of mediums that i want to try um they go definitely be an interesting um experience to do that um I don't know a lot about watercolors except for exactly what it is. Water. <laughs> you can use water uh, and paint. I do. I think it's really cool watching the videos online and things like that. I feel like the flow would be really cool on mm-hmm. it. But it's definitely something I want to – I definitely want to try next.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's uh, That's another thing that I, I like doing. I haven't always felt confident about my watercolor sort of um abilities yeah because <laughs> um, you know i mean you know it, it's 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 part drafts person like being a you know what, what are you conveying what, what's the image um, right that you're
1: exactly trying to
0: illustrate and in the context of like spacey stuff though i could see it being um more fun to do than like painting you know boats and um
1: yeah and and
0: scenery you know like you know which is nice i i I like seeing it Uh, i know some painters who are great at doing stuff like that i don't think it's my thing either but but yeah just like really playing i think the the flow
1: of it would be really cool i think that's that's what it is like the ease of just like moving the water around Mm -hmm. you know the the paper and um seeing how that flows and i don't know if it's like immediately sticks if you have any time to like move you know flow the paint around a little bit but i think Mm -hmm. that would be really cool um aspect because that's what i love about oils too it's just seeing it yeah yeah, just seeing it like come to life Mm
2: -hmm. and there's so
1: many steps to like get to where i'm actually creating like the white aspects of the art it's like you gotta there's so much prepping (laughs) Mm -hmm. for me because I'm like super meticulous of like it takes me like 30 to 45 minutes before I even put any color (laughs) to you know um and actually start doing something and Mm -hmm. then it takes me like another like 10 20 minutes where I'm like okay mentally preparing myself because <laughs> once mm-hmm. that white paint goes on it's 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 on <laughs> you just mm-hmm. gotta work with it. Um mm-hmm. but I definitely want to try some some different mediums out there. I really want to try spray paint. I hear that is really cool. Have you tried um spray I- painting?
0: I, um, just do airbrush, um, you know, back in the day when I was a kid, I had an airbrush kit, but my, my mom got it for me, I think as a gift, a birthday present, but it didn't, it didn't come with an air compressor. It came with the cans of air compression and I ran through that really quickly. And then I was poor, so I couldn't yeah. afford to like,
1: I hear you.
2: <laughs> to
0: invest. and it was sort of a thing that just kind of, I never dealt with it years later uh maybe two years a year or so now you know my partner got me uh uh, for for christmas um a a couple of really nice sets and i've been using them and i've been finding and i have a compressor now too so there's that so like i you know the the constant flow of the air is really what i was looking for when i was a teenager that i didn't have access to but i really Mm -hmm. like the concept of it and so now the tactile so i've been learning you know still i'm still growing with it but i like using it um because it has the variations that would come with like spray paint, you know, it's it's different, you know. But you still have like the sensitivity of your touch, I think right. is is, right. is similar, you know. And um, airflow, you know, how the it's really about all of that. And th- there are ways, I think, techniques to like take off the nozzle parts and do different things, uh, especially like when you're doing fine lines um, and sketching things out, perhaps. Uh, but um, I wish I had spent time with with spray paint. I, I mean, like spray cans. I, I I marvel every time I go anywhere where I see murals that have been done using um, spray paint or
2: right
1: um, mm-hmm. whatever
0: you call. I call everything murals that are
1: you yeah
2: graffiti if you want to call it. You can call graffiti,
1: but you know, right. it essentially it is. And yeah. I I agree because um, the best street art murals you know whatever you want to call it I've personally seen was in Spain when I went to Spain Mm. like years Mm -hmm. back and it's just like like I'm from New York City and and you can see the the street art in all kinds of places you can't even imagine (laughs) Mm -hmm. but when I went to Spain I was just in awe of it's so like it's not all over the place, as some street art is. Whereas, like you see, that just random people, just everything, just looks so cohesive, like a mural. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, and in the places that was that it was in, it was just. I'm like, I don't know how people can master master that, like with a spray can and you know things like that. It was so cool. It's definitely something I want to try one day on a canvas the larger,
0: <laughs> yeah yeah right right i was about to say the larger than life um aspects of it are also overwhelming to me like to be able to compose something that probably you know i from some graffiti artists that i do know they started with something in their sketchbook and then right. it, it turns into a big piece right a giant piece um but like to be able to translate that in a way that is is one both um, it has to be, you have to be quick and nimble and sure, right? Like your hand, your mo- motion and your movements, you have to be very confident because at the end of the day, you, you want a good piece, right? You right. want somebody to really dig it or people to see it, even if they don't like what you do, they want to, you want people to be like, oh, wow, what is that? Right. And, and you're going to tag your name on it. So, but like, I've, I've seen meticulous ways of taking small art, and enlarging it. Um, and I've seen that done with, with murals, like through, you know, like different mural programs, maybe in New York City and here in Philly, where you see the grids on the wall and you see it's kind of like paint by numbers, kind of. Right, you know? right. Um, but a graffiti artist, if you will, you know, somebody who's using spray paint to, to paint murals, the way I've seen them done, uh, that that seems to be more magical is just that fluidity of like this yes. is just one whole composition, no mistakes it's awesome it really
1: is yeah yeah. i i i give it to them because it's really cool really cool
0: yeah yeah so um are you the only sort of creative person in your family like where does creativity come from in the context of who you are as a person and why you're doing art stuff
1: no. So I have, um, four siblings out of that. Um, my sister, my oldest sister, actually, she, I remember growing up when I was little, sort of always seeing her drawings around, um, she would do like cartoon characters and like color pencil, like, um, all kinds of things. I remember being like surrounded by her artwork growing up and she's a singer too. She has a beautiful voice. Always makes me cry when I hear her sing. Um, and she paints, too. She's been doing a lot of painting, um, like, within the past year, a couple years. Um, my, my mom, whether she calls herself or not, I think everyone has artists in them. But I really love my mom's voice when she sings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um as far as that, um, my other sister—they, the, my other two sisters—they like to write. They're really good writers. Um, I'm the baby, so they're all my oldest. <laughs> but my yeah. other older sister um, did, does a lot of poetry, so she writes poems. Um, and my other sister likes creative writing. Um, as far as like the painting aspect of it, um, I have a brother. I'm not sure his capabilities, but. I'm sure he's got something in, in him. <laughs> um but as far as like the painting and everything that I have been able to produce, I feel like like my family always tells me I had no idea like you had any artistic abilities like that. Like, you know, they remember seeing like sketching and things growing up, but how I am now and how I've evolved into who I am now, like my mom always tells me like she's just couldn't imagine you know that i was able to do those things so i'm like me either <laughs> i must get it from somewhere <laughs> mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. if
1: not you know creating a whole new generation um mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, i'm not familiar with down the line if any other like elder family members um had any artistic capabilities mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure there's i'm sure there's. yeah <laughs> Somewhere yeah, down yeah. the line. <laughs> Somewhere down the line. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think everybody's creative. And, um you know, some. I think we're all born with different gifts, too, that sort of are dominant gifts that we're born with. So in the context that, that creativity is maybe a, a dominant gift that people are naturally born, you know, they, they come out of the womb and you're like, oh, wow, look at what they can do versus their sibling is like. Maybe they come out born doing sports or something right, else that's right. you know exactly. really really dominant. But
1: right. we all
0: have the ability to be creative. It's and just, I
1: think a lot of it too is you tell yourself, "Oh man, like uh, that's amazing you can do that." I can't paint, whatever. But have you tried? <laughs> that mm-hmm. would be my first question. It's like I think a lot of people too have some type of undiscovered talent you know Mm -hmm. that they are not even aware of themselves Mm -hmm. i struggled with that too where i'm like i i didn't know that i could do the paint the level of painting that i can do now until i tried you know Mm -hmm. i always knew i was good at sketching and things like that um even now i struggled with with certain like larger projects and things where i'm like "Mm, i don't know if i could do that but Mm-hmm. I don't know until I try. And I think a lot right. of people, right. you know, if you ever wondering or just struggling with, like, a block in life where you're like, I'm not sure, you know, if whatever, you just got to try, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is, just try it. Something you always wanted to do, just try it. And sometimes, too, in life, you don't always discover things un- until you have, like, a certain experience, like, going through, mm-hmm. through things in life, just life in general where you may encounter a certain life experience where something comes up and you get an opportunity to do something and it's like Mm -hmm. you really loved it and you've discovered you were good at it and then hey your life is in a whole new path that you never even thought about (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. and I
1: love hearing those stories too about people who are like like what you mentioned you said you started out as an art major and then your degree is in something completely different, (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm, (laughs) you know?
1: And I love stories like, like that in the aspect of, you know, you really have no idea where life is going to take you. And you may be so set on this one path and then something happens, you have an experience or you travel or, you know, a pandemic happens, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. And you're like, you know, my life is in a whole different direction I couldn't have imagined, and I'm happy with it. And I'm excited mm-hmm. to see where it takes me. You know. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Speaking of, of of where it's taken you, so you're from New York, um, and now you're down south, right? You're down.
1: Yes, in- I'm in Orlando, Florida.
0: In in Orlando, what's the like comparatively art scene wise? What is? the difference for you? Like if you were doing this work that you're doing now in New York, um, what would be the challenges or the opportunities by comparison to where you are now in Florida? What's the scene like?
1: So that's a great question that I really am not sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's something that I, I, cause I do plan to move back to New York um, within the next couple of years. And I think about that often because. Even now, like I'm still getting established in like the local art scene, not just you know an online presence but the local art scene here and um you know when i I've been here about eight years and I was born although I was born and raised in New York City, I was not heavily involved in like that specific area where you know art markets vendors you know galleries and things like that um so I do I do know, like, a couple people, and I do kind of set my sights on some online things with, like, New York City, just kind of see. Um, I think it would be definitely, like, kind of starting over type of thing where mm. you're establishing yourself in the community. Um, the thing with New York City, too, is, like, it's huge. You know, mm. so they're you have like the upstate areas and then you have like the city and then you kind of have the, the in between. So I think it would be a lot more opportunity um, for me because there's just so much more area, um, you know, to, to have these things. And there's always something going on in in New York city. There's always a farmer's market. There's always some type of, some type of market regardless, you know, and uh, I think the only hindrance would be the weather <laughs> in the winter time, where there there might be slow seasons where, you know, you can't market, you know, unless it's like indoor, you know, type of thing. Whereas here, you know, you can have a, a market in December and you'll be fine and <laughs> not have to worry about snow or anything like that.
2: Right.
0: Right. Yeah. No, that's a big difference. Yeah. I don't like the snow anymore, <laughs> but the market the market is very different. I remember at least twenty five years ago, and I think things have changed, obviously, but um walking through Soho, and I was really inspired, and I wanted to come back and do it, but watching just like the you know the so called street artists, I don't know what they're really called, um but folks who would just come out there with their paintings, their sketches and some of them were actually painting and sketching while they were there right. just selling their art on the street, you know? And I, I, I'd never experienced anything like that. Um, uh, 25 or 30 years ago. And I, you know, as an artist.
1: It's still the like, same.
0: Oh, I, <laughs> is it Okay, cool. Cause yep. you know, it's like here in Philly, we have first Fridays and we have in the old city part of Philadelphia is where the galleries are. Well, not all of the galleries, obviously, but a, a good collection of them where, You know, you do. That's what happens. You know, you have the galleries that are open, and then you also have the people who just show up and line the street, line the sidewalk with their art, selling it for whatever, however, you know, and all different kinds of art. Um, But like, it was just amazing to see that happening in New York City for a first time. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, Kind of. uh, There are definitely the hot spots um, like Mm. Times Square, um, Union Street. Uh, Union mm-hmm. Square, um, which is more downtown, then you have like a village area um, mm-hmm. where it's just kind of the norm where you just see, you know, up and down where people are um, just making their art. I-, I remember discovering this one guy. Um, I was on Times Square, I believe, and it was just one of those streets where people have their little tables out and they're selling, you know, whatever it is they're making. Um. And he did hats. And I remember we got a hat um, from him that he he made and right there in front of us. And it was the coolest thing. And from then to this day, this was like over five years ago, still get hats from him. Now he has to ship them, but (laughs) still get hats from him. And I see that he does such cool things where it's like, it's so cool that we discovered you just cause you were on the street, you know, doing your thing and putting yourself out there. And Mm -hmm. now, you know, look at, you don't know what kind of impact it might have on whoever you, you interact with. So I think that that's really cool. I don't know if I have the guts to just willy nilly go on the side of the street. And (laughs) unless I'm part of, you know, like a market, you know, something that I had to sign up for and things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it's really cool because you really find some of the best people, you know, that way. I'm still, like, connected with some people that I've met on the street, you know, doing um, where I was a customer, like, more than 10 years ago and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it, where there's a will, there's a way. Is yeah. what I believe. And, and, and it sounds like you found your way through the, um, the festivals and the marketplaces. Tell, tell me, like, how you found that lane as a lane that allowed you to be making art but selling it. I mean, like, right. I, I know you want to collect your own art. Everybody does, but you can't collect, you can't collect it all, right? I know,
1: so. I know. <laughs> um, so this year was actually the first time I done a market in person. And it was just, um, online, the host of this event reached out to me, um, asked if I was interested in doing an, an art walk. And at first I was like terrified because I never done anything like that before. Um, but I'm like, okay, you know, this would be a great, great opportunity, um, where I see that putting myself out there more online has benefited me. Um, cause that's always been kind of like a scary area for me. It's just like social media in general. I never, mm. um, not really like a huge social media person. I'm just kind of like go with the flow and real, <laughs> real life kind of thing. Um, so within the past year or so, probably not even a full cycle year, yet that I've been putting posting more content online and being Mm -hmm. kind of put myself out there a little bit more and I started putting like my local hashtags on whatever I post where you know whatever city you're in um I'll put like for my instance Orlando artist and that's how they found me um whatever my reels my photos anything I post I always try to put that hashtag um I just like did it one day I'm like you know I wonder what this what'll happen if I you know just put this and after you know doing it more and then talking to these people and then after I actually did it and then meeting more local artists in person you know there are people and vendors, hosts of vendors and things like that who look out for those hashtags specifically where, you know, they're looking for artists in whatever city um, you're in and just, you know, trying to grab people and give them opportunities, which I thought was really cool. Um, So that's when I did my first market, which was a couple months ago. Um, And it was really... An experience. <laughs> um, the, the weather was a little unfavorable um, that day, so a lot of things didn't go as planned. But, mm-hmm. you know, we, we made it work. Um, they, I was lucky enough that they this particular place provide a table and chairs, so I didn't have to bring my own. Each place is completely different. Um, and then from then on, you know, I met a lot of cool artists, connected with more of the local community. And, um, from then on, I had another artist reach out to me to do, um, a gallery show type thing, um, Mm. which that was really cool. It was completely different from like a vendor market, um, type setting, but it was a nice experience. And, as far as so as far as finding more opportunities like that, um Facebook is a good place. Um I do I have joined some Facebook groups where it's specifically for um vendors and markets and things like that where the host, um, whoever is organizing them will put out, you know, we need artists for this or we need you know, vendors for whatever event. And um, they're pretty generous enough to show all of the information. Um, Because like I said, everyone, every place is completely different. Some you have to bring your own equipment, um, some you don't. And depending on your situation, that's definitely something to look out for. I myself Mm -hmm. don't have that whole setup yet. Um, where it's, like, the big tent that you usually see at markets and, like, the table and things like that. Um, So I'm looking out for the organizations who provide those um, for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, website called zapplication.org is also a really great website where it has so much information. (laughs) When I discovered it, I was, like, Wow, this is amazing. Like it has everything right there for you where I don't have to question like, you know, should I sign up? Um, I think it's U.S. based only, but you just you put in whatever state and city that you're in and then it has like an endless list of markets coming up um the dates it has how much um it costs if there's an application fee or the vendor fee uh, it has specifically what they're looking for whether they provide equipment or not and what kind of setup it'll be whether it's indoor outdoor you know that type of thing and then you can apply right then and there so that's really wow. cool um
0: and is it free? Is um the application yes. uh, a free platform?
1: Yes. So the website itself is free. Um, I haven't made an account. I don't think you need to necessarily create an account unless you're taking that next step to like apply to whatever market you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so between that website, um, Facebook groups, and just browsing on on Instagram as well. Um, I'm sure there are other platforms that have that opportunity. I'm a little bit more familiar with Instagram where Mm -hmm. I've even like in the search bar, just type in like whatever it is you're looking for, whether whatever city you're in. So I'll do like Orlando markets um, or Orlando vendors or. Even I'll do Orlando art or art scene or artists, you know, whatever. And you have, you never know what type of thing is going to come up. You may find another local artist that's posting, Hey, I'm going to be at this market this day. And then you kind of follow that trail there and you see, okay, this place is going to have a market. Am I able to sign up for that, you know, and kind of take it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's definitely a lot of different avenues to go on. If, you have that opportunity Um, it's a little scary at first but I say go for it (laughs) absolutely Mm -hmm. go for Mm -hmm. it
0: well here's a related question Um, I think one of the challenges for all types of artists is measuring your worth and putting a a price tag on your product how do you how have you defined what you're selling your, your pieces for And, uh, and like, what's, what's the scope or scale of how you see yourself over time, maybe changing that. And that could be because of inflation, the cost of materials and all of that, but also, you know, your worth as an artist, like how do you see yourself making that, making those kinds of decisions?
1: Right. Um, that is still sometimes really hard for me (laughs) to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've also learned that just the just a ratio of having your website, selling things online consistently versus actually being in person, mm. the, at least in my experience, the, I did adjust pricing that way. Um, I did make things a little bit more affordable in person. Um, it just seemed a little bit easier. And then to be honest, sometimes I just made it up on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> like, because like for me, in person is different because you get the vibe of, of whoever you're interacting with, you know, you can see like their initial reaction to seeing like something you created. And you can see like how much maybe they wanted or, you know. They want to connect with it and ha- have it forever. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I struggle with it. am I selling myself like short in this aspect. Um, you know, like what is worth more in that moment? And for me personally, I if someone is just like in all and they feel like, you know, I need to have it and they may not have, you know, a high amount of dollars to pay for it that feeling of having if knowing how much they're going to appreciate it doesn't really have a price tag on it for me um Mm -hmm. whereas online is a little bit different um i try to follow the rule for me of dollar amount per square inch um especially like if i'm going to work on like a collection or or whatever so whatever dollar amount you want to set you know it could be a dollar, a dollar fifty, two dollars, whatever it is. And you say, "Hey, I'm gonna do two dollars per square inch on all of my work." and you just figure out, and I I got the cheat sheet from Facebook. <laughs> so I know that mm-hmm. like there are more cheat sheets online where it'll tell you the square inch of all of the sizes of the canvas. Um, so say you're gonna do like five, ten by ten pieces. You know the square inch of the 10 by 10 canvas and you know you're gonna you're gonna sell it at two dollars per square inch for each. So you know they're all gonna have the same price. So there's no you know question of and you know am I gonna price this one differently because it took me five hours where this one took me two hours even though they're the same size. You know, mm-hmm. as a consumer, I look at the at at it at that aspect as well because you know I've bought art pieces from artists online, and you know I wonder if they have two pieces that are the same size and one is like significantly more expensive.
2: Mm-hmm. What
1: is the reasoning? you know for which if i love it i'm gonna buy like regardless but also as an artist i'm wondering why you know is it are there is it a different canvas um that's maybe more expensive or is it the time thing where you spent five more hours than than the other one and i've spoken to consumers as well just trying to get feedback of you know, what hinders you from buying something or, you know, what Mm -hmm. makes your shopping experience better. Um, and some have say sometimes it's a little confusing if they have the same kind of similar pieces and the same size, but one, the prices are different, you know? So I, Mm -hmm. so sometimes I can make you take a step back of like, why, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's Mm -hmm. just like some feedback I've heard from people, um, online too, as the buyer, um, mm-hmm. so I try to hold that, um, same standard. Remember I'm posting anything like on my website, if I'm doing, I try to make everything the same price. If it's the same size, um, mm-hmm. whatever dollar amount you want to set for the square inch is, you know, how do it with your heart. Um, I know some people charge by time too, um, which mm-hmm. I've always, I've considered, but I know just the way I work would not work for me <laughs> because mm-hmm. I, I am a procrastinator you know I overthink my work before I even work <laughs> so I'd rather not have people um, pay for my time because it th- I will take a long time <laughs> I take my time <laughs> um, but I think if if you are just starting out and you're just you know not sure and just confused about it or feel bad about it because i've even you know struggled with that too where i feel bad about <laughs> pricing things higher than you know um i think that's a good structure to go by it's just picking a dollar amount what it for whatever square inch of the piece that i think that's and i try to follow my own advice as best as i could too mm-hmm. but definitely mm-hmm. starting starting out um that's that's what i did i'm trying to keep it going that way
0: <laughs> that's good advice yeah i think i i struggle with it too still i i i never i well i guess i haven't gotten the feedback that you've gotten that i sold pieces that are roughly the same size for different prices but that's sort of like the, the question about the evolution, right? Like at what point, and especially if you're producing things more routinely than I might. My, my, I, I can be slow with my painting, particularly. Or producing any kind of art, because I do a variety of things. So any one thing, if I'm commissioned for, um, yeah, it might take a while. Yeah. Oh, just because I'm doing, I'm doing a few different things. Uh, but But then being able to say... Well, this this piece, even though it might be the same size as a piece that I sold for this price, I really honestly feel like this this piece is worth twice that for whatever reason. It could be arbitrary on my part, exactly because mm-hmm. I'm the one I'm the one doing it, right? But but also like I, I don't know that I've ever thought about the fairness or at least being able to hear that sort of insight around um, you know if I'm if I especially if I'm producing pieces, putting them out there at market going to places where i'm selling in a, in a in a more overt way then people are going to ask the question well, why is that 350 and that one's 100 bucks but they're the same size and they kind of look like the same art right <laughs> so what's the difference yeah. right
1: but then also at the end of the day you make the rules <laughs> yeah. so yeah. i yeah. i try to keep that in mind as well where it's like you know if if i feel wholeheartedly that that i need to price this piece at this price i'm going to do it you know it, yeah, even if it yeah. sits in my shop for a year you know somebody yeah, yeah. somebody will stumble upon it you know sometimes you just have that connection with certain pieces too where yeah. you just you just have that feeling you know it's it it, it it's hard to really explain it and encapsulate like a real specific reason of why this might be a little bit different price than this one, even though it's like the right. same size. Sometimes you may not always have a reason. And that's okay too. You know, it's you you are the artist. You know what you put into it. And if you feel like this is worth that, then keep it that way and somebody somebody will take it. Somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, back to space. Yes. Um, I, I really, um, you know, I, I like your art because it's captivating. It's about space, right? I, you can get lost in it and be imagining that you are in all kinds of places outside of our galaxy, uh, our, our solar system, maybe even our universe. Right? Yes. And, and I wonder how much science fiction uh informs your work like what what are you watching what are you reading what are you listening to that might also be inspiring you to to be in this cosmic lane if you will
1: right um so i i am a huge i love sci-fi anything sci-fi i love fantasy um i'm a horror buff too i love horror (laughs) horror Mm -hmm. is my thing um and i really enjoy watching the i know there's a specific term for it and i can't think of it at the top of my head but the the type of sci-fi that's space related but specifically like you're living on a spaceship type situation <laughs> where like mm-hmm. you know there might be drama on like the spaceship and you know with other spaceships out there and just some galactic fights and things like that (laughs) i really really love watching um those kind of shows um there's a show called dark matter which is it was like one of my favorite shows i it left me in an extreme cliffhanger and i wish they would make more seasons but hey i was uh happy that i got to enjoy it for however many seasons it, it it had um and they are kind of stationed it's just how the world is at that time it's like set somewhere in the future and just the normal um life at that time is that you have everyone kind of has their own spaceship and it's normal (laughs) and they have like a docking station um where you can just like park your spaceship and then you know Hop off and have drinks, go gamble, go shopping, you know, leave, drop your kids off at daycare, buy new spacesuits. And and I think that is just the coolest thing. And then just throughout the show, you see, you know, interactions they're having with other spaceships in space. And then you just see life happening in space and I, I, I can't really like explain it, but when you just see um the movement of the stars and the movement of like space dust and things like that. Um documentaries are one of my top things too. anything like how the universe works and our planet and things like that. I really love watching those um, because you can see everything move. You know, I love watching like going online and finding photos from NASA and other astrophotographers and things like that. But having seen those documentaries, it's like you're seeing everything moving And it's just so inspirational because with space art, one of the main reasons I really love it as well is there's no real guidelines to it. There's no structure. It's like, it's so free flowing where you can do whatever you want and it just, it's going to look cool, you know, regardless because you don't we don't know what exists and what doesn't, there's a lot of things that we confirmed exists, you know out there, but the universe in itself, if we are the un- only universe, in fact, we don't know, is <laughs> mm-hmm. so infinite and so vast that I who knows that what I'm making on this canvas doesn't actually exist somewhere you know out there it possibly can you know with just the 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 colors and um seeing all of that in motion on the tv is just it's very inspirational where sometimes i'm like i want to paint this right now (laughs) right now Mm -hmm. you know um let's see (laughs) That's kind of as far as any media outlet, um, those are kind of my main inspirations. It's like those sci-fi shows um, and uh, documentary um, types Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just a lot of online. Like I do follow a lot of astrophotographers who are, you know, just so amazing at capturing space, like different parts of space from their backyard or from their driveway and Mm -hmm. it seems Mm -hmm. so unattainable but it really isn't (laughs) like if you can just and i didn't realize it too until um i got a telescope and started just you know looking at the moon and seeing different things Mm -hmm. and you realize that it's so far away but in the aspect where you can see it up close, whether through a telescope or through, you know, photos that someone else captured on their telescope or through, you know, a documentary, um, it's just amazing because I'm I personally find that I'm constantly seeing something new where I know mm-hmm. science, they're discovering new things every day, but you go online and it's like, you're seeing something new all the time, you know, whether this, this space dust or these space clouds are formed this way, where it's like the next day they can be formed this way. And then the colors that, you know, are on it are a little bit different, you know, than before. And, mm-hmm. Just that is just, it's I don't. It's hard to explain. <laughs> like the the feeling it is. It's just, it's just like invigorating. <laughs> I guess.
0: I I get it. I totally get it. I, part of it is I, the reason why because um, I think I'm influenced by those same TV shows. Um, there's so many out there now, and I haven't watched all of them, even the older ones. Uh, but you, you know, I the beginning opening montages of of the different star trek series for example right yeah when they're moving through different different aspects of space going through a wormhole or going through a nebula or on the fringe of a planet that is going or a sun that is going supernova or whatever like like these amazing images that the 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 um the, the graphic artists essentially the people who are doing right, the right. art and creating these animations like they're they're like, i'm mind blown you know this is not what my parents are watching when they were watching that version of star trek as 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 young people but here we are able to like really and i could only honestly as much as i would love to be hanging out in space and doing the space cowboy thing yeah yeah um, <laughs> It would have to be on a giant ship like one of those yes. giant stars because I, I can't. Oh, my God. I don't know how, how people put themselves in those small little rockets and go up in space. Yes. Um, that's, <laughs> I they, they, they will cancel me. I, I can't
2: go. Um, yeah.
0: But if you can beam me up, I'm okay with getting beamed up. I'm okay with getting put in a shuttle and the shuttle going up to a mothership. I'm okay with that. Yes. You know, you know um, what?
1: Me too. I've seen a lot of the shows, too, where they're in stasis and then they're not awake Mm -hmm. until they're at their destination. I'm like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Put me in a little box (laughs) and I'm good. I think the scenery would be amazing um, on the way up, but, you know, Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. kind of Mm -hmm. scary. (laughs) But I think once you're at that destination, it's just like... I- incredible. Imagine just like waking up and then going, you're looking at your window and all you see are stars. You know, it's it, yeah, it, it yeah. can feel a little scary too. I can imagine um where that's all you see. You see darkness, you know, you see stars. And who knows what you're gonna encounter? I think that's the fascinating thing about it too. It's like your imagination can take you so many places where like when you're when you're painting, It's like, if you want to create, paint a planet and you're, you know, I've struggled with this in the beginning too, where it's like, you know, am I really going to get like the colors right or the structure right? Like creating this planet where when you really realize it, all you really need is a circle to make that planet. You know, that's your structure that you should follow. It's just a circle because, you know, it's going to be a circle. If there are planets <laughs> out there that are not circled, hey, that's amazing. We'd we'll love to see it, but we don't know. <laughs> we don't know yet.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then you mm-hmm. just let your imagination take you, you know, wherever you want to go cuz you don't know if this orange, blue, purple, green kind of mix of colored planet that you just created doesn't exist out there. We don't we right. don't know and right. that's you know another just amazing things ab- about it is you just have you can let your imagination take you imagination take you anywhere with art in general you know that's an art in, mm-hmm. in general but specifically it's like i'm a really colorful person like i love vibrancy i love colors um and just being able to kind of mix it all together and and create these different colors on canvas to make it look like space gas and space dust and things like that. It's just, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, it's really cool. (laughs) I love it. (laughs)
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate you for doing this art. Uh, I love it too. So thank you.
2: Thank you. Um,
0: Before we close, do you have any sort of final insight piece of advice for people who are jumping into becoming artists?
1: Yeah. So I would definitely something that I try to follow myself as much as I can is with extending myself out there, whether it's online or whether it's in person, um, Mm -hmm. locally is just got to go for it. Like it's, it it can Mm -hmm. sound, you know, scary sometimes to put yourself out there. Um, but I would say, there's a whole nother world that's undiscovered by you if you have not done it yet. You know, sometimes, like especially with social media and, um, you know, in that aspect, it can be a little bit scary just of the amount of presence um, that's already there. Don't let any numbers kind of deter you away from putting yourself out there, whether it's amount of Mm -hmm likes you think you might get on your your post, or the amount of followers you think you may not get, um, or whatever, you know, everyone has to start somewhere. And just making that first step and just sticking with it, you know, whether it's a little sketch, and you snap it and put it online, or even going to you know your your local areas, going to local cafes mm-hmm. or local small businesses. A lot of those places are more than happy to um, station your art in their store, put it on their walls. You know, give them your business cards. You know, what, whatever it is, um, just make that first step. It's scary, but just go for it. <laughs> don't mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. don't let that
1: fear of of rejection. Deter you from making that first step because you have no idea the type of impact that your art can make on somebody else, you know, when they discover you.
0: That's great advice. That's great advice. And where can people discover your art? How can we find you online or elsewhere?
1: Yes. So um, on Instagram, I am Pachova underscore space art. Um, that's kind of my main social media right now that I go on um, a lot. Been a little inactive the past couple weeks, but I will be <laughs> posting um, new art soon. On my Instagram, I do have a link tree with all my other links. Um, so you can go there. Uh, I do have a website as well. It is www.pachovapaints.space. Um, where I have some artwork up there as well. Um, And again, if you go to Instagram first, I have all my links there.
0: Great. Awesome. Thank you again for making this time and and telling us about your process, your art, your reason for being. And uh, as I say to all my guests, this is not the last time. It's just the first of a few, maybe many times. Um, As long as I can keep this podcast alive, I will be
1: having repeat
0: repeat cast. yes well
1: yeah, thank speak, you for speak. having me i would be excited uh to come back in the future and keep doing the podcast it's something great and i think <laughs> more more podcasts need to be out there about you know this kind of this kind of thing with artists and their different experience and you know things like that
0: great well my motto is uh, stolen from somewhere else but each one, teach one. And that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the main I purpose. Love that. that's, that's really yes. right. yeah. So thank you. Thank you again for your time and, and we will see you soon. Have a great weekend.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. You too. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Pardon My Art podcast, your window into the world of contemporary art and its creators. I hope that you learned something or were inspired by something that our guests had to say. Our goal is to build one of the largest network of artists with the simple motto of each one, teach one. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to my Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Oscar, and Oscar is spelled with a K. Well, that's all for now. Stay tuned for more interesting conversations with artists who are ready to share their amazing stories and inspire you to create your own. Always remember, art is for everyone, and anyone can do it. Be good to yourself, and do great things.